Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Angie Heitch, who is an author, speaker, certified professional organizer, and the host of the Uncluttered Shaping Your Heart and Home for What Matters Most podcast. Angie, how you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah. Sure. So um, you told what I do, certified professional organizer, author, speaker, podcaster. Um, so I love helping people see any clutter that's holding them back um, from doing what they love most to do. Um, I worked for with clients for six and a half years, and now I bring that experience into my writing and speaking. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I, uh, I really, my goal is always to help people simplify their lives so they can spend time on the things they want to spend time on and what their priorities are. And what I love to do for fun, my favorite thing is to go on a hiking trail with my husband, Eric, in national parks. We are on a quest to visit all 63. We're at 40 right now. And uh, yeah, and I also love to act in community theater and to read. Ooh, do you ever do improv? I have only done improv as a kind of a class. Um, my daughter did drama in high school and some of the events that she she would occasionally do at improv. I'm, I'm much, much better with a script. Yeah. Um, but I love to watch improv. I think it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, awesome. Tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Oh, um, I just love seeing when someone that I've been able to help either as a past client or I've done a presentation or something like that. And when the light clicks and they finally get it, oh, I understand. I see now how, and it's, when I talk about clutter, I'm not just talking about stuff. Although stuff is generally what we think of clutter is, you know, big piles of stuff, but it's also like, for me, it's more the scheduled clutter, the things that, I'm doing, but they're really not serving me well, um, or the things that are even harder, the things that occupy my mind that I really just need to move on and be present in the moment. Um, but just seeing how dealing with that clutter uh, just brings them so much clarity and peace and freedom. So that's what gets me excited about trying to share that message with as many as possible and try to live it in my own life too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you also help people declutter their environment or is it just like their schedule, their mind? Oh, I worked for six and a half years in homes and businesses and definitely did a lot of decluttering. Yeah, I was uh, often coming away with carloads and truckloads of of stuff. So, yes, I'm all about that. Um, You know, less stuff, more freedom. I totally believe in that. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, awesome. Let's talk about your dreams and goals. What's your vision for, 
you know, your business, your career and your life? Yeah. So personally, I've already mentioned my bucket list of visiting all the parks with my husband. Uh, we're at 40 right now. We're empty nesters and we both have flexible jobs. And so it allows us to travel a lot. We've got 23 left. And I think when we finish that, we may try to hit all the continents. I don't know. We're still working on the next, what the next list would be. Um, for my business, I would really like to, I, I do a lot of presentations, mostly just local small presentations. And I love those, but I'd like to get a bigger platform. I'd like to travel to speak. Um, and specifically, if I could pick, I would speak at uh, Christian conferences around the country, around the world. Um, and I'd also like to publish at least three more works. Um, I've got one book that we'll publish next week with my co-host with my for my podcast. And then I've got some other ideas brewing. Um, so I definitely want to do some more publishing. I gotcha. What are your other ideas? Uh, so the podcast, Leanna George and I that do the podcast, it's going to be very, it's very similar to the first book I wrote, which is Unholy Mess, what the Bible says about clutter. So it's about the relationship between clutter and faith, organizing and faith. And, uh, the, uh, the person that invented organizing was not Marie Kondo or any of the people that started the industry back in the 80s, but it's God. And you can see that order all through the Bible. Um, so seeing that connection between the two. Um, so the Uncluttered book will publish in June of next year, 2024. Um, then I really would like to delve into fiction a little. I've only done nonfiction. And my idea is to write a play featuring a professional organizer. So I have some possible plots for that, but I haven't settled on one. And I don't know what else, but I'd like to do at least at least three more works, some kind. Do you think the third one would be fiction or nonfiction? Uh, probably nonfiction. I gotcha. I don't know. We'll just have to see how my first uh, fiction work goes. Uh, that'll be to something totally new. I got gotcha. you. Have you always wanted to write a fiction book or did that pop up recently? I never even considered writing at all, honestly. Um, when I started my business in 2016, I started a blog, as many business owners do. And then that turned into an article in two local papers that I've been doing now for six years. And I kind of, uh, I, I wanted, I had more that I wanted to say. And also um, a lot of people were saying, if you want to get presentations, sometimes you're more respected if you're a published author. And so I wrote Unholy Mess. And as far as fiction, being a community theater person, I had seen, there's, there's uh, a few books that feature organizers. Uh, there's a there's a Hallmark movie, uh, there maybe one or two other movies, but I've never seen a play featuring an organizer, and uh, I just thought that would be something fun to try. So yeah, it really surprised me that I've even written at all. It's not something I would have thought, but the more I do it, the more I really enjoy that creation process. Yeah, and I love writing presentations. Really like doing those. I I like developing new ones, getting new ideas. I uh, just did a workshop this past weekend, of, uh in-person printed photo organizing workshop. So that was kind of a, a hands-on thing as well as a presenting. And I think I found a sweet spot that I enjoy with that kind of class. 
There we go. There we go. Well, that's really cool. I'm glad that you have kind of gotten into it more and more and that the path to it wasn't so like straightforward, but you found something that you like. It's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a bit more about your current book, Unholy Mess, and the relationship between scripture and being organized. Yeah, so um, so the Bible doesn't say, doesn't have the word clutter at all. So it's almost funny that my title is what the Bible says about clutter, because the word clutter's not in there, but I don't think the word clutter existed in Bible times. So, but... The Bible is very clear about the things that we should put first in our lives and how, you know, God being first in our lives and, and other things get in the way. And so that's what clutter is. Really, if you look at it in a broad term, it's anything that distracts us from our priorities. So, and also the Bible is very clear about that, um, whether our stuff or our time or our thoughts all of that ultimately is really not ours anyway. They're just on loan from God. So, you know, he created it all. He gave it all to us. And so uh, if we're being a good steward of that, then we're going to use it in a way that glorifies him. So, you know, if I've, if I've got an addict crammed full of things that I'm not using that someone else can benefit from, I'm not being a good steward if I just leave it stuffed in the attic. I'm also, I'm not being a good steward of uh, my time if I'm always so busy that I can't even really uh, enjoy my family and friends. Uh, I'm not being a good steward of my mind if my mind is constantly filled with what I've got on my to-do list or my next work idea or uh, like I was uh, a few years ago, completely just too immersed in work and social media and my family begging me to get off my phone. I had to take some drastic steps. That was a huge source of clutter for me. So, um, so while the Bible doesn't say the word clutter, there's so much in there about where we should be directing our, uh, you know, what we should be putting first. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, and it's really clear too. It's simple. Mm -hmm. It's not always yeah. easy. Yeah. It's very simple, clear, yeah. and concise. It's easy to understand. It's not so easy to do. Yes. Yes, yeah. for sure. Well, I yeah. like that. Okay, so we got hit all the national parks with your yeah. husband. Mm -hmm. Get a bigger platform. Travel to speak in specifically Christian conferences. Mm -hmm. And then you want to publish three more books. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Um... Hmm. Nothing comes to mind right off the top of my head. Gotcha. Love it. Which Christian conference do you have in mind when you say Christian conferences? Do you have a specific one or just any of them? No, I, no, I don't really. Um, no, I, in, in fact, I would, I would be fine with just about anything. And, and, I'm, but I'm also very, uh, I pray a lot that God would use me however he wants to use me. And if that's just speaking to local groups, if that's what he has for me, I'm fine with that. It's not like I got to be on some major stages or I'm going to be disappointed. Um, so while if I could choose it myself, I'd like to be, you know, 
at a conference that has a lot of people there. But if that's not where I'm supposed to be, that's fine. Um, I've kind of cut back on my work somewhat partially because uh, my father, who's a widower, uh, in the last year, he went from living independently and working to going into assisted living. And because I was, I'm flexible with my job, I was able to help him go through all of his belongings, liquidate as much as possible. Um, he stayed with us for a while, uh, get him into assisted living, take him to a lot of appointments. So um, I had to basically put everything else on hold. And although it was difficult also knew that that was exactly where I needed to be um, because I have, you know, helping him go through his stuff and organize it. I mean, that's right in my wheelhouse, but also I have experience um, before I started my business and before kids, actually, I worked as a PA physician assistant. Okay. And so that medical knowledge uh, has been so, so uh, helpful in helping him understand and navigate all the health challenges that he has. I'm kind of the question asker and uh, the one that keeps track of all that for him. So, you know, what what uh, my plans for my business were on hold for that. And it wasn't what I would choose, but I felt with with certainty that that was the perfect role for me. And so there's there's so much uh, there's peace in that, you know, I want to be I want to be at peace with whatever he has for me. Yeah, 100%. And I love that you're willing to accept it right now. And specifically that you said it's on hold because, you know, God put the, the desire in your heart to speak on bigger mm -hmm. stages and take your message to bigger audiences. But if that's not supposed to be a priority right now, because right now he has you here with your dad and right. like dad in that way, that's really important that you keep those priorities straight and make sure you're listening um, Absolutely. And if I didn't, I'd be a big hypocrite talking about, you know, yeah. what things are supposed to be priorities. So, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Well, cool. What are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make some of these dreams come to fruition? So I, I, I talk a really good game when it comes to time management and I'm terrible at it. So, <laughs> um, so discipline with my time and with my writing, um, specifically where, where it comes into play is, let's say I have, and, and all my tasks are very orient, uh, organized. Like I have a, ta a task list of all the things and then I'll have my, like, this is what I need to do today, this week, whatever. But there'll be a few things on that list that for whatever reason, they're just, more difficult, they're something new, and I'm not so uh, confident in those. And so I just keep procrastinating those because I want to do the fun ones, the easy ones, the one that I'm all the ones that I'm all excited about. And uh, boy, I mean, so much of time management productivity is a mental game. Really, it is for anything when it talk when we talk about habits. So yeah. more discipline with my time. Um, and not shying away from marketing myself as a speaker, you know, knowing that I have a message that I've already seen how much it helps people. Um, but, oh, gosh, I hate the promotional stuff. <laughs> so that's the thing I put off and put off. 
but you know, I, nobody's going to invite me to speak if they don't know who I am and what my message is. So, so I would say those two things, discipline with my time and not shying away from the marketing. I got you. And so you said with your time, you often will do the kind of easier activities first. Or the more fun ones. Or the more fun ones first. And you'll put off some of the newer ones or the harder ones. Is that right? Yes. yes. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And so hmm, what do you think is at the, the root of you putting off the harder or newer things? Do you think it's a time management problem or do you think something else is at the root of that? I think it's probably mostly a self-confidence issue. Um, uh, so example from this week, let's say, so a couple of things I'm working on and the, the one that I keep procrastinating is I'm in this uh, speakers group called Innovation Women. And both speakers and uh, event planners go on there to, you know, match up with each other. And I, I'm new to this group, so I'm kind of learning. And I filled out the profile, but one other thing that I haven't done about the profile is that you need to do a short video kind of introducing yourself, um, what's your signature talk, and all those kinds of things. Well, I've done all the other things in the profile, and that record innovation women video keeps going from one to-do list to the next. I keep putting it off yeah. while, while something that's not, I have a presentation that's not coming up for like a month, but I'm really excited about it. So I've been working like gangbusters on that one. It's a presentation for some young moms. And um, so I've got that almost done, but I haven't done the hard one. So I, I got to figure out that's the kind of thing that's pretty typical for me. How, how long does that video need to be? Oh, it's, I think it's like one to two minutes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I could just, and you just, they have some prompts, they have real specific questions to answer. And I could probably do it totally off the cuff, but for some reason, I just want it to be perfect. You know, perfectionists tend to be not as productive really because they just, you know, they you know, make, make sure you got the whole plan and do I have all my supplies and, you know, and they end up procrastinating. So yeah, it's perfectionist tendency. Well, do you want to do it right now? <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can do it right now and then we can clip it out of the podcast and <laughs> then you'll just be done. You can do it off the yeah. couch, you know? Well, I don't remember the questions exactly, but that that's actually that's pretty, that's pretty bold. I like that. I, you know what, what I could do as soon as we finish, I could totally go do that video. I could just not even stand up and just record that video. Yeah. Are you committed I may, to that I right may now? just do that. Oh, you got to commit to it right here on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing. So I've got two competing tendencies here because I also said, I've said for, a year or maybe even more that I was going to only work four days a week because, you know, I'm kind of in charge of what I do and I don't, I don't want to necessarily work full time. I'm fortunate to not have to. Um, but the thing is I hardly ever take a day off. Well, today was going to be a day off. So I'm supposed to be just relaxing today. So, oh. yeah. So, but I, what I could say is that the very first thing Tomorrow morning, before I do anything else, I have to, have to, have to record that video. In fact, I could like 
put it on a big note and put it right here so where like you can't do anything until you do that video and you promised him that you would do it <laughs> to the audience okay i think that's what i'm gonna have to do okay, okay. are you are you sure you don't want to do it just right now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tomorrow it is then. You made a promise here on the show. Okay. I've got innovation women video. Okay. All right. That's good. This is good. This is great. I'm going to follow up tomorrow too. You're going to have an email at 10 a.m. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After this podcast, I'm going to type it up and schedule it. <laughs> Let me make sure I don't have anything else for a thing as an excuse. I do not. So gotcha. it should be done when I get your email. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So top one to two skills you can develop. You got time management and then not shying away from the marketing. Tell me a little bit more about, I know you talk about this video, but how, what are some other ways you would market yourself as a speaker? Well, Okay, so I mentioned that I did this in-person photo organizing, printed photo organizing workshop on Saturday, and it went really, really well. So I've got a long list of community groups that I could talk to about that. Mm -hmm. So that's something I just need to do. But and then I, here, here's the perfectionist coming in. Like, okay, do I call? Do I email? Do I try to think of, do I, do I know somebody in that group? Because that probably be a better connection than a cold call. And so then I do nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And it's also, it's not, it's not free. I've done free presentations for years and I don't mind doing them occasionally, but I'm kind of tired of doing them for free all the time. This was the first time I actually people paid to be in the workshop and it was a steal. It was a really good deal financially. But I hate asking people to pay for something. So that holds me back too. Even though I know I've got a good product, I got really good reviews on it. So, yeah. Why do you hate asking people to pay for stuff? Uh, Yeah, even with my clients, I would just be like, yeah. Uh, I think it's also a self-confidence thing. Like what I'm delivering is worth the money, just saying that and believing that. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Where do you think the lack of self-confidence comes from in your life? Mm. If you don't want to get this deep, we also don't have to. We can move on. <laughs> totally. What I I know. No, I love this kind of discussion. And I'm pretty open book kind of person. So I definitely had a... Uh, an example of lack of confidence in my mom, uh, love her. She's amazing, but she never believes that she can do something. She, you know, people either, they go into a situation either thinking, oh, I can do this. You know, it might be difficult. I might get, get this mouth, but I got it. But she always assumes she can't do it. So I saw that a lot. And I'm definitely not in the same league as her because, I mean, I started a company, I've written a book. I've done some things that were, pretty adventurous but that was a model I saw so I think that's part of it um uh I kind of I, I guess I also it, it sort of a pride thing too like my work my work depends on someone else receiving it right so a book is out there but if nobody's reading it 
nobody's listening to or watching the podcast, then it, it it's kind of, I take it personally mm-hmm. and kind of, and it kind of hurts. You know, when I, when I uh, published the book, I was in a state of paralysis, like for a couple of days, just thinking like, what if nobody reads it? What if the people that read it hate it? What if nobody cares? What if, and I'm just like, I was frozen by it. It was not pleasant. And I still, I still, I have to fight that all the time. Because you know, if you own a business and if you're a, an author and a podcaster, you're putting yourself out there all the time. Yeah. And yeah. And I don't know, you, afraid of what people will think, afraid that nobody will care, all those things come into play. Again, it's a mental game. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So 100%. Fear, fear, lack of confidence. Yeah. Yeah, and it came. It comes from the example of lack of confidence that you saw in your mom, and then you've kind of tying your identity in with your work, where it's like, oh, absolutely, yes, oh, yeah, and I am not what I do. Mm-hmm. I am not defined by my actions. Yeah, I've been working with a um, someone who helps me with uh, spiritual direction. That was something we talked about last time. Like, you are not defined by your actions. You know, you're defying, I, I am God's child. I'm his daughter. Um, and he has something, he has something in mind for me. And I have, you know, I'm worthy just because of his. So. Yeah. What and a- you're deep. You're deep. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got you. Yeah. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I was going to ask. Have there been other things in your life where you had to divorce your identity from them or has work kind of been the first barrier where you've encountered this? Hmm. Well, I had to divorce my identity. Can you say that in a different way? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess a, an easier way to say it would be like an area of your life where you kind of had to address people pleasing. For example, people pleasing in a specific area of your life, because I feel like when our identity is tied to something, Mm -hmm. you know, then we try to people please in that area. So has there been an area where you had to shed the people pleasing nature of you? Hmm. Gosh, that's a tough one. It is. It is. I I can't really. I can think of one thing and it's because that was people pleasing for me and then I stopped it, you know, and I always try to do that when it comes up. Like, I can't think of more than that one thing. Yeah. Interesting. I think I'm going to have to ponder and pray about that a little bit. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, you may have already answered this. This may be a, a bit redundant, but if you were to change that limiting belief, that like kind of lack of confidence, that fear into an abundant phrase that really spoke to your heart, what would that phrase be? Uh, yeah, this was a good question to think through. Um. And so what I, I think what I came up with was you've put the you've put the time and the effort into being equipped for the job that I'm I've put the time and effort into being trained and equipped to do the work that I'm doing. I have 
uh, I have the experience, I have the passion for it. And um, I know that if God sets that in front of me, that I can do it. I, I've done things that I was really afraid of. I, I was petrified about starting a business. And I stepped out in faith. I felt very confident that's God, where God was leading me. And it went really well, I, you know, publishing the book, all that. And he's never let me down. And so why would this situation be any different? Mm. Mm. I love it. And do you have any thoughts or actions that you resort to when the lack of confidence pops up or when the fear pops up to like reorient yourself? Uh, well, prayer is absolutely key. Um, and I have an incredible husband. We've been married 35 years and I wouldn't have even started this business without his, uh, help. You know, we were, I've been talking about the dream of starting a business to do organizing for years. And, um, it was finally, we were on a bicycle trail in North Georgia <laughs> and this, the topic came up again. And it was, it was time for me to decide whether to go back to, uh, I was doing uh, assisting at an elementary school as an instructional assistant. And I liked it, but I couldn't get this dream out of my head. But if I could have just like gone and applied for and gotten the job, that would have been easy. But I knew that would mean I have to start a business. And just that, that phrase just like, no, I can't do that. I'm just... I'm just a mom. I'm just, a, you know, mm -hmm. but we had this conversation on the bike trail and he said, I know that that thought of starting a business scares you, but I also know you, I know you're, uh, there are people out there who have less intelligence, less drive, less determination than you. And they start businesses all the time. Yep. And I am 100% behind you. I don't want you to regret later down the road, wonder what would have happened if I had done that. And so, you know, we're in a situation where we're not relying on you being a big financial success. And if it doesn't work or you don't like it or whatever, you can always go back to doing what you're doing. But I really think that this is something that, you need to do. And so it was like the scariest, it was terrifying, but it was also so exhilarating. And, uh, you know, I haven't looked back since. So having praying and talking with my amazing husband are almost always will help me clear that obstacle. There we go. I love it that, um, you know, having some people in our corner that are going to tell us how it is, but also unconditionally love and support us through that. Like bear our burdens with us. Yeah. Really important stuff. Really important stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, now we're going to kind of jump back to the dreams and goals section. We just segued okay. into limiting beliefs there for a second. We're going to jump back now. What are the highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals? Uh, I think consistency and boldness and marketing my speaking and writing. 
not procrastinating hard things. Uh, yeah, um, practicing what I preach. Uh, yeah, like doing the thing that I write down that I keep avoiding. Yeah. Is, um, and I find so many times that when I'm struggling with doing things like this, I so much want to take the easy way out. You know what? You know what? I'll just, I'm just going to go ahead and retire because we're close to retirement anyway. Yeah. But it's not time yet. I would know if it was. And so I just kind of, I have to buck up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do the thing. And so those community groups, how many were there that you? Uh, well, there's a list. I mean, my list is more general right now. Now I got to dig into like which exact community center and senior center and HOAs and all that kind of stuff. But I'd say that if I flesh those out and gave specific examples, there's probably 20 to 30 groups that I could approach. Gotcha, gotcha. And you're kind of mixed up between cold call, referral, email. Right. I got you. Email. I did a postcard campaign with Unholy Mess to, to different churches and also called them and all that kind of stuff. How'd that work out? <laughs> oh, what was that? I hate doing that. All that stuff. <laughs> I figured if I got one out of it, it would work. And I did. I got more than one. So... Epic. Yeah, that's amazing. So, hmm. I got to get you to commit to some more action on reaching out okay. to communities. <laughs> so how do, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go the referral route and, you know, spend time looking up referrals for them? Do you want to make 20 cold calls tomorrow and then go the referral route just to like get some action and then build the momentum? How do you want to go about it? Yeah. I'm thinking that... If I committed to reaching out to three groups a day on every work day, instead of doing them all at once. Hey, that's perfect. That's one of my biggest flaws, trying to do it all at once, like the consistency and the perspective. Uh, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, I already got a lead for one today. So three a day. There you go. Awesome. Three a day. What? character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true uh, probably that self-confidence but more it's not it's actually not self-confidence it's confidence that god can use me that he can work through me mm. that it's strange that you switched it up like that um because hmm, like self-confidence is more of a I like that you switch it up like that because it makes it more raw. Like when people say self-confidence, it kind of takes the, it tones it down a little bit because mm. people can see why some people would have low self-confidence. It's like, well, you haven't done this yet. You haven't done that. You haven't done this. But right. then I like that you said you really need confidence that God can use you. Mm. That's a, that's a different, um, that's a different thing. Because now it's going from not believing in self to not believing in God. Yeah. And it's really like when you don't believe in yourself, you're not believing in the promises that God has like put over you, which is that he can use you. Right. Good. True. So, yeah. 
I like that you brought it down to that raw nature of it. And so I guess the question is, when you say confidence that God can use you, where is the lack of confidence there? Like, is it simply a shifting focus from like God using you to you trying to do it yourself? Or is it like, because it's strange to not be confident that God can do something. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, sort of like a, why would he pick some, mm. you know, someone in, you know, little town in East Tennessee who, you know, mm. doesn't have a big following. And so, you know, he can just keep using Beth Moore and Lisa Turkers and Priscilla Shire and all those you know, rock stars on the Christian stages who are amazing. Um, yeah, but why would why would he use me? Yeah, that's where it comes from. I love it. I love it. I like that you're in touch with it. And then I like that there's like such a, a clear answer, you know? Because um, when I, I get the same, I, we all do, right? We all get that same fear, that yeah. same exact thought. I think you see really cool stuff happen in your life. Like there was this one time, you know, I, I was actually just going to do my Devo time with God. And then God was like, go pray for that dude. Hmm. I was like, what? I don't even know him. <laughs> I've never even seen him. But he was yeah. like, I was a Young Life leader. I was doing summer staff at Young Life camp. And a kid was just sitting there alone. And like my eyes have been trained to see people who are alone because I've right. been alone if you do that position, yeah, young life is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so I felt the calling to go pray for him. I went and prayed for him. And then he stood up in the say so later that week. But that was that was a cool part. But the cooler part was when he called me three to six months later and wanted more prayer mm. because um his girlfriend had you know, I've been struggling with some mental health issues and whatnot. And it was just so cool to, then I prayed for him and he got this picture of like, you know, three kind of beings melting rock around his heart, which is really interesting to me. Cause then I was like, well, do you know about the father, the son and the Holy ghost? He's like, no, I've never heard about that in my life. And I was like, are you sure you've never heard about that in your life? <laughs> I was just, I was so like, <laughs> I was so flabbergasted that he would describe it that way. And I don't know. It was just cool that hmm. you know, I was, I was like 19, 20. I was far from huh. like, the best Christian in the world, but you know, God can use us all because of our unique experiences. So uh, the point of that story yeah. is that, you know, God would use you because how you were brought up, the things you've experienced, how you've been loved and how you've loved creates a very unique opportunity for God to use you to touch some, just one person, maybe it could be five people could be 10 people in that crowd of a hundred thousand that you get on that stage and speak for. Um, and th those 10 people will get to know him because of you. And so mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. Um, okay. I just wrote down a name of a person that I've been afraid to contact because I didn't know how she would respond because we're sort of close, we're kind of in the same field. And so, I, but I want to say from the beginning, I'm not trying to compete with you. You've got a good, big following and I recommend you a lot. So I'm not trying to steal people from you, but I would love a tip from you. I mean, she may say, forget it, but 
She's really nice, so maybe she would throw a bone my way. Maybe She's she a believer too. So there's something else I committed to. I got three down right now. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Have you ever read Dot Com Secrets by Russell Brunson? Mm -mm. Mm, great. He's a great marketer. And he talks about doing this thing, which might be beneficial for you. It's called like a, a virtual summit. And so you would go interview the top 30 people in your field who do similar things of like helping people declutter different aspects of their life. Right. So you have different specialists. You do an interview with them and then you would offer a free virtual summit to people to kind of like, you know, get email addresses or whatnot. But it would also specifically for you, because you're not as much. Well, I don't know if you're still working with clients or if you're not, but if you get with 30 speakers and you get them to come to the virtual summit, it would be a lot of connections that hmm. could lead you to the larger speaking stage. Yeah. And specifically for your niche, you could even do, it, it doesn't have to be all people that are helping declutter. It could be all Christians that are helping you do something based on the Bible with, right. you know, obedience to God or whatnot. Yeah, did you say that was called Dot Com Secrets? What is it? Dot, dot Com Secrets, Russell okay. Brunson. Okay. Great book, great book. He has like three books and they're all about kind of internet marketing and yeah, all that stuff. But yeah. Cool, cool. Well, we got a couple more questions for you. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you? I already mentioned a few names. Uh -huh. Beth Moore, Lisa Turkers, two of my favorite uh, Christian speakers who speak at conferences. So, like, how did you get go? You know, how'd you get? How'd you get started? And what would you do if you're in my place? So, and what's her name? Lisa Turk. Turkhurst. It's T E R, then capital K E U R S T. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Yeah, so that's easy. I love the podcast Happier with Gretchen Rubin. So Gretchen is an attorney turned author. She also loves decluttering and organizing, but she doesn't do it as a profession. So she's an author. And she talks in there about... Um, Happiness, human nature, habits, the five senses. It's a really, she's with her sister, Elizabeth Kraft, very upbeat, fun podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen that podcast um, a little bit. I don't think I've ever listened to it, but I saw it when I was scrolling. Yeah. It's fun. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? I get a massage once a month. Epic. Oh, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. And what is one? action step you can take right now or continue to take we're all about the action steps on this podcast <laughs> um you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet and get advice from beth moore or lisa turkhurst Ooh, to get advice from them not just the because i was just going to say my three things i committed to huh Okay, well, it's it's probably to contact that person that I was afraid to contact because I think she might get me started. So there we go. That's her. Love it. Love it. Just a tip for contacting her. Were you planning a cold DM? Well, I have some connections with her. So we've oh, okay. already traded emails. So I got you. I got you. She, okay. knows, she knows who I am. So 
yeah. throw my tip out the window then. I was going to say, if it's a completely cold contact, you can like send a really personalized gift with the contact because it's always yeah. like, any way you can add value to her life to get oh, her. I like yeah. Um, reach back out. But I can, but adding value that is good because I can tell her um, about the uh, podcast episodes that I have passed along to my followers that, that I'm that I'm recommending her a lot. That would yeah. be good for her to know. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All righty, we got one last question for you. You ready? Okay. What is your favorite belief about yourself? Oh wow! My favorite belief. I think I'm an, an adventurous person. Even though I have that little bit of hesitancy, um, I, I think I can be fun and try new things just for the heck of it. I say sometimes I'm like five years old inside. I still like to like climb trees and uh, slide down a slide. And uh, so I think I can be fun and adventurous. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Angie, that is all we got for you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, it was a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Yes. Man, I've, uh, I am just all set with my action steps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, glad we could help you out. And uh, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good to go. And uh, I'm going to be, I'll be ready for your email. Uh, there you go. That I've, that I've done that video. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we go there we go well awesome if you guys are listening to this and you loved what angie had to say make sure to check her out all the links to do so will be down in the show notes and yeah how what do you most want them to do for you would a speaker recommendation help you would a client referral help you which would be best for you yeah so i'm not working with clients right now i don't know if i'll do that in the future i am doing some uh nonprofit organizing for free i love doing that helping groups that are doing great work but yeah if there's a group that needs a speaker i've got 10 15 topics already developed i like writing new ones all the time so and i'll travel to speak so there we go yeah well awesome if you guys know a group that needs a speaker hit angie up and thank you guys for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.